Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Larry Hughes is going to pop out and get the ball. Jordan is going to rub his man off of Leitner and then cut down the center and gets a nice pass from Larry Hughes. Hello, Wizards fans. Welcome into another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm Matt Moderno. I'm going to be joined here by a special guest in a minute. Hopefully, you'll enjoy this one as much as I do. Uh, but first, just a quick word from one of our sponsors, Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEF, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so today's episode, we've got a mailbag here. We said got a lot of great questions from, from fans and, and listeners and, and all that great stuff, so we really appreciate it. Also, a couple of really uh, nice reviews recently, so thanks again. Shout out my guy, Evan Milberg. Really appreciate you. Very nice stuff to, to hear that you guys are liking the show and the response to the mailbag especially, I, I think, shows us that we've got a nice little community going here, so uh, we'll advertise this a little bit better next time, get even more questions. But joining me here is my wife, Kim Moderno. Kim, uh, this is your first appearance on the podcast. What do you think? I've heard it a lot from the other side, so I'm excited to be a part of it today. Thanks for having me. Sorry you couldn't get anybody better. That's okay. We're uh, we're celebrating the Memorial Day holiday here, so it's nice to uh, have an in-house guest and not have to coordinate a couple extra schedules. So thank you for doing it. She is a Wizards fan, everybody, so if I'm going to a Wizards playoff game or something, uh, this is usually who's taking me. It's great company. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going for here on this uh, particular show. All right. So uh, Kim's going to read out the questions. I'm going to do my best to answer them. She's going to chime in if she feels particularly passionate about any of the questions. But um, Kim, why don't you kick us off? All right. So starting us off today, B4L Sports wants to know, if you had to choose, who would be your dream affordable point guard for the Wizards next year? I know people are going to hate this answer, but I'm actually like thinking it might be Ricky Rubio for the games he actually did play for the Cavaliers. He averaged 13 points, four rebounds, about seven assists, one and a half steals, uh, shot below 40% from the field, which is not ideal, but uh, 34% from three. That's not a huge drop off of most of the Wizards guards the last couple of years. He's been a respectable point of attack defender. He made $17 million last year, but he's also coming off an ACL tear. So I got to imagine he's going to be a lot cheaper and of the guys he, you know, they could realistically get for like a mid-level exception. I think he's probably best case scenario. Um, maybe Daylon Wright. Uh, he didn't really do much this year. Uh, he averaged about four points, three rebounds, two and a half assists, 
38% from three, which is pretty good for him, but he would be a good sort of two-way player for them. Good point of attack defender, I think. Could get people involved, good size. I think the days of us rolling out these kind of Lilliputian point guards uh, is hopefully over. If you don't know what that is, um, you know, go back, read a book. I don't know, <laughs> do, do some Googling. I mean, short people, I guess, basically. Uh, those That's kind of where I'm at right now. This is a really bad point guard free agent class. So uh, slim pickings, I think. Next question. Chad Chamberlain would like to know, who do you think will be a good options for the Wizards at the non-taxpayer MLE? And what position should they try to address with that exception? I think they should go after whoever is is a reasonable uh, talent boost for this team. You know, we've talked a lot on the show about just having like a lot of you know, sixth through eighth men kind of guys. Is there anybody that at least has the potential to start at this point? They could maybe try to get someone like that. Uh, I did just see uh, Bobby Marks from ESPN tweeted out that the free agent class of two-way wings is particularly weak, and he expects that Victor Oladipo should see uh, starting offers at the six and a half million taxpayer mid-level and up to ten point three full mid-level. Uh, he's from the DMV. He, you know, we could have Dematha Heritage Knights or something like that. He's been pretty good defensively, in my opinion, in the playoffs. Like, obviously, there's there's some let down here there in that game seven against Boston. He took a couple like no, no, yes shots. And then a couple no, no, no shots. And you could see Eric Sprolstra like kind of like visibly cringe, but you know, he's obviously been good in the past. And if he can keep getting healthier and healthier, you know, maybe there's still some, some upside left there. He sings, he's a very talented singer. So that's always fun. Maybe, oh, then I want him here. Yeah. For concert night. He Karaoke could replace, night. Exactly. Could play, replace Ludacris potentially. Um, if we can't get Luda back. Move. Get yeah, out the way. Exactly. He could do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's probably one name that comes to mind. All right. We like hometown people here. For sure. Evan Milberg wants to know if you had a chance to redo the following drafts for us, pick numbers staying the same, who would you take? And first up, he's got the 2006 shout out to class of 06 draft. There you go. Uh, probably Rajon Rondo. The Wizards took Alexi Petrov um, at either 17 or 18. I want to say Bucket's son, I he, heard. That's right. Mm-hmm. He does. Big Stewie. Uh, but Rondo was a guy I think that team could have actually used, especially as Gilbert started to have some knee issues, if they could have just plugged Rondo in. And also, I, I thought Gilbert was at his best, actually, shameless plug here for Larry Hughes. But when he and Larry were together, Larry took some of that. Um, creation duty off the table for him. And Gilbert had to be kind of exclusively a point guard because Deshaun Stevenson wasn't really going to facilitate any. So Rondo coming in could have let him play a little more off the ball, which I think was his sort of best role. 2011. Uh, This is the Clay Thompson draft, right? Like it was by all accounts, Flip Saunders really, really wanted them to take, take Clay. And, And he said, Hey, you know, this is our guy should be our guy went to Ernie. And that ultimately wasn't the pick. They took Jan Vesely who they very heavily scouted overseas. I think they wanted to show everybody that they were kind of smarter than everyone else in the room. And that, well, let's just be honest, they aren't. And their track record says that they aren't. So um, can you imagine if we'd had Clay from the last decade? That's my answer. Well, that's a good one. I would have liked to have Clay. We probably would have gone to a lot more playoff games. For sure. Uh, 2015. Uh, So this is the Kelly Uber Uber draft. Uh, I'm fine with this. I think the biggest problem with Uber was letting him go for corpse of... Trevor Ariza, the second go round, you could have maybe said Terry Rozier or Tyus Jones or somebody like that could have gone with this pick, but I don't actually have any problem with the Uber pick, even though he probably didn't end up being as good a player as I think he probably should have been. 
He also had great hair. Great hair. The tsunami poppy. <laughs> All right. Last one, 2018. Yeah. So this was the Troy Brown Jr. draft. And, and if you Google or tweet, go into Twitter and search my name and Troy Brown Jr., I did not enjoy the pick. Uh, Troy has been on the show and I'm a sucker for people who are nice to the show. He was an extremely nice person. I hope the best for him. Don't think it was the best fit here, especially at 15. I wouldn't have been mad at uh, Pia Turp, Kevin Herter, who Scott ultimately Turps. went 19, Fear the Turtle. I think Robert Williams uh, was a big name, the Time Lord uh, people wanted. He ultimately went 27 and obviously is now about to play in an NBA finals. So couldn't have gone wrong there. Mm-mm. I really appreciate this next question from Stephen Riley. He says, what are we doing? Ah, fuck if I know, Stephen. That's all I got for you. Doubling down on mediocrity sort of seems to be the the business model here. Um, I I don't know. I wish we know. If someone else has the answer to that, please write in and let Stephen and Kim and I know. Yeah, I have no idea. Richie Parker wants to know, why are we going to super max Beal? Yeah, I I don't know. It's, um, it's... It's a great question. Uh, Richie, I wish I had an answer for you. I think it's sort of that eight seed or bust mentality. And just realistically, they have to at this point. If you were going to trade him, it had to have already happened. If if you sign him, you could technically sign and trade him, or you could sign, keep him for a year, and then trade him, which I think is actually your best bet to recoup the most value, especially if one, the shooting comes back, two, the wrist looks healthy, all that stuff. Like if you sign and trade now, you're kind of selling low on Beal, I think personally. So I, I think you have to do it realistically. If you let him walk for nothing, that that's terrible. NBA teams aren't willing to lose the asset. So uh, it's the keeping him long enough um, is really, you know, the question here is, is he here for life uh, or not? That, that would be kind of the tougher part to me, I think. All right. Um, have a Lipton once is he referring to the T? I hope he is. Probably. Um, he wants to know, or he says, there is heat culture. Is there a wizard's culture? I think wizard's culture is passive aggressively sniping at your teammates about their lack of defense while also you yourself not playing any defense. Um, particular supermax player does that every once in a while and kind of sets the tone. Uh, this is the way, I, I think, for wizards fans. Baby Yoda would appreciate that. For sure. Andrew Carter wants to know. Speaking of mediocrity, which you just said recently, mm-hmm. um, how do Wizards escape basketball mediocrity and get to the point where we are actual championship contenders? If anyone has a real answer to this, I think you should um, write them in where Ted used to have like an AOL account that you could send him emails or whatever. That might be a good place to kind of forward him some tips. But uh, prayers, one potential option. We hope that maybe like 20 teams in the NBA get relegated. Uh, KD to DC 2.0 maybe is a chance here um, that I don't know. There's always that one guy on Twitter that says like Denny is going to turn into Luka Doncic. I mean, we just pray that that's the case, uh, but kind of have to hope that you can follow like the Brooklyn Nets model and show you're competent enough that free agents actually want to come here. And that at that point, Ted will be willing to go into the luxury tax to pay to get one more big name star to go next to Brad, like Brad, if, if Brad, you're two, you got a shot, but you need a real top five player in the NBA, number one, to go next to him. I think you should start taking them to the Smithsonian. That would be nice. Yeah, I like that. They might want to. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Come here. Yeah. Um, Schoolboy Drew wants to know should Wizards fans have any faith that the Zards can elevate to becoming a playoff team within the next five seasons? I think so. I mean, it's pretty rare that the Wizards go more than five years without a playoff berth. I actually think they'll make the playoffs next season if you count like a play in game, you know, seven through 10 spot kind of thing. I think that's totally realistic with the roster they have, even without knowing who next year's point guard will be. It's should we have any faith that they can do anything beyond that? And I would say nothing in sort of recent track record, you know, tends to indicate that they can go beyond sort of that play in range. Riley Richards, he's got two questions here. His Mm -hmm. first one is, what do you think are the realistic top three draft prospects for the Wizards? Uh, So both Anton Jameson and Frank Ross, who work in their scouting department, said recently, and they both kind of harped on the same things, that they don't care if a prospect can shoot now, uh, but it seems like they'll be able to put in enough work to be able to shoot in like four years. And, And Jameson mentioned his own case where he wasn't a shooter when he came in, but you know, he put in the hard yards to become one. Uh, Ross kept harping on production and dominating your competition. Uh, we've heard them also talk a lot about uh, mentioning how they would exploit prior relationships with college teams and, and things like that. So, so those are kind of things that I, I have in mind. I've mentioned here on the show the relationship between our GM Tommy Shepard and Arizona head coach Tommy Lloyd. They're you know they're they're old friends. They see each other on sort of international scouting and recruiting trips and things like that. So. I'm sure that they're kind of very aware of Benedict Matherin. I think it's safe to say that he was super productive at the college level, not like a knockdown, knockdown shooter, but made great strides, uh, has some upside. He's athletic. So I, I think he ticks a lot of boxes for them. Uh, Dyson Daniels out of the G League at night is another one. Uh, for anybody who's not familiar, Rod Strickland, former wizard, is the program director for the G League Ignite. He helped Dyson Daniels work on some of his ball handling, apparently, during the season. Daniels didn't really dominate per se, but he was playing against grown men and he was productive in a lot of different areas. So I, I think those are kind of the names that are probably at the top of their list. They've already have been mentioned to have interviewed Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin, obviously super productive, can't really shoot at a high level yet. But again, I think they are convinced he'll put in the work, he took a big jump from freshman to sophomore year. So I think those are probably the three most realistic names. Uh, one of Daniels or Matherin will probably be off the board. I, I think seeing Johnny Davis in a wizard's hat on draft night is probably, if I were a betting man, who I'd kind of make um, kind of you know my my top guess for who they'll end up with. Do we bet dinner on it? Sure. Where are we going? I get to pick wherever I want. Okay. Medium rare. Oh, that's not solution. Yeah. Medium rare. That's a shameless plug. If you guys want to sponsor us, we'll just talk about how great that place is over and over again. Steak and fries all day. Riley also wants to know about trade packages that could happen assuming this is like draft night trade packages um i think trading with the spurs maybe is something they might consider they have the 20th and 25th picks something like that i could see like an ochai agbaji and kennedy chandler being two names you know, they try to get a two for one there ochai kind of fits that earlier bill that we talked about and uh so does chandler realistically so i think those are kind of the names that they could look at and if they they think they could get two for one it wouldn't really surprise me given the trade down they were willing to pull off last year. Uh, OBJ here. Is this Odell Beckham Jr.? We'll find out. Celebrity situation. Will Tommy have the balls to trade up to get Jaden Ivey? 
I love the question. I think it's highly unlikely. Historically, it takes multiple firsts to move up into that part of the draft. I don't see the Wizards being willing to give up the 10th pick this year and, you know, some future asset to try to do that. So probably not. But hey, if if Sacramento is that willing to trade out or Ivy fell to five and Detroit or somebody is willing to trade out and they could do it with, you know, sort of minimal assets, you know, may, maybe that's something they would consider. But I, I think it would have to be things would have to really work out in their favor for them to be willing to do that. As Justin Bieber would say, never say never. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Speaking of Justin's Justin Russett wants to know what is the best way to watch old wizards games besides league pass and random YouTube vids. Uh, You could just take the gif of the wheels falling off like a sports car at a high speed over and over again. That's basically the same thing as as Wizards games for basically the last decade, realistically. Um, Sort of the snarky answer. I think realistically, the two things you mentioned are probably your best option. If you want to pay for a Synergy account, you could go back and and watch parts of Wizards games from from old seasons past. Um, Maybe that's sort of a worthwhile thing to to look into, Justin. Some old tech alert. Hmm. Last but not least, Mike Bala wants to know, how much of a leap do you expect Denny to make with a true full offseason to work on his game? What do you expect for him to work on with Drew Hanlon? So for anybody who doesn't know, Drew Hanlon uh, was a uh, sort of lower level college basketball player that um, turned himself into like one of the preeminent player development guys. Works with Joel Embiid, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum. He's based out of St. Louis. He's Bradley Beal's guy. So I think that's probably the connection there and, and why we see Denny ending up with him. I've just settled for a, a long time. The Wizards have been a little snake bitten that guys like Rui and Denny both needed like real off seasons to be able to double down from the skill development perspective. And they haven't really had that opportunity between COVID and injuries and just weird stuff going on. Whatever happened with Rui this off season that we're not super aware of. All these things I think have set them back and and why we haven't seen them develop maybe as much or as quickly as we would have liked. So I think a real full offseason for both those guys, we're going to see like markedly better players. You know, how much better? Um, I don't really know. Obviously, I I think Brad's ball handling has improved a lot working with um, Drew. I've made a couple snarky tweets about Brad's ball handling minus the final five minutes of games. But overall, he still is a better ball handler. I think Denny desperately needs the help. On that front, maybe they can make him a little less robotic shooting the ball. So I'd love to see that kind of thing, you know, be be the focus of of what he'll do. Uh, you know, if they're dribbling around cones all season, I don't know. I think just playing in some pickup games with higher caliber NBA players and be able to put those skills to use will be a big deal for him. But you know, we've had Ryan Richmond, one of the former G League um, Capital City Go Go coach and one of the uh, player development coaches for the Wizards on the show in the past. And he told a great story about Otto Porter kind of refining his jump shot. I know I've mentioned that a bunch of times, but the, the, the common theme there between that and Rui Hachimura sitting with David Atkins doing the same thing is just putting in the time, putting in the reps. And it was always with a coach in their corner. I don't see those when we see Denny. Um, he's, there aren't other coaches in the videos or things like that. So just sitting and and working with Drew tirelessly and having somebody there, like critiquing his form and things like that in real mind or reinforcing the things that they want him to do to kind of improve his his game, I I think should go 
a long way for him. I, you know, I've said like, if it's just Denny throwing like a balled up piece of paper in a trash can, I want a coach on site telling him like, follow through, snap your wrist, bend your knees. Like, so we need to be like really consistent with him about positive reinforcement of, of good traits. I know a lot of third graders that are really got that ball into the trash can move down. Maybe he could talk to a few of them. Mm, true. Yeah. I mean, Hey, whatever you got, if you can take some video, we can like break down the things with them. They've got next their, episode. Next, yeah. Next episode. We'll, uh, we'll hit the tape. Uh, uh, we joked a little bit here about, you know, anybody can ask whatever questions they wanted. We could talk about TV shows, things like that. Uh, just, just any kind of silly things. So I was going to just throw out a couple shows that they were watching, get your take on them. So it's not just uh, my perspective as well here, but we just started the Obi-Wan show. What, what did you think for people? I liked it. I liked the throwbacks to the prequels. Um, I felt connected right away. I think Ewan McGregor is high quality. That's how I feel so far. Not like the most diehard Star Wars person sure. here. So I I think I definitely like it better so far than the um, Boba Fett. Yeah. But you were team Mandalorian though. Yes. Love it. I mean, but come on. We uh, know why. And for anybody that um, hasn't seen it yet, they do. This isn't a spoiler, but there is a nice like five minute recap of the dynamic between Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker from the prequels. Not to nerd out too much, but it is helpful to kind of get that three movies summarized into one. So you didn't have to rewatch everything. We just started the final season of Stranger Things. I think we have a slightly different take on this one so far between the two of us. What do you got so far? I think your listeners need to know that I don't like to watch things that make me sad, scared, or uncomfortable in any way, which pretty much eliminates about 95% of the shows on television. She is willing to watch The Wizards, though, and those are things that make me sad, (laughs) depressed, I fall asleep probably before the end of most. So with that being said, um, it's very scary for me. And we watched the first episode episode um after sundown mm-hmm. and i did have some nightmares so it is still 50 50 whether i will be finishing out the whole season um i might just tank right away sure. yeah we're, we're we're kind of used to that I'm, yeah I'm, I'm all in for people uh, who are wondering I'm, but I, I love the kids and like they're such good actors and i want to see what they do and i'm sure it's going to be epic but going to have to be like 9 30 in the morning that i watch that show yeah definitely save that for bright weekend mornings just to you know make sure we're we're well um set up for it <laughs> uh we're trying superstore meh so if you have any recommendations for like good funny silly shows we'll take that yes. we we love the office we love parks and rec uh brooklyn 99 we love brooklyn 99 schitt's creek all those kinds of shows oh, so yeah. if um you've got something in that ilk uh let us know we we're, we're definitely in the market here Can I say one more thing, please? If you have children and they go to school, it is coming up on the end of the school year. And it goes a long way if you would just tell their teachers, thank you. It means a lot to teachers to hear that at the end of the year. Being a teacher myself, I know this. And, you know, it's been a hard week for us. So a hard week for everybody. But just saying thank you to your kids' teachers will go a long way. And that's my plug. That's maybe like the most important thing that's been said on this show. For, for anyone who can't tell in the half hour of this podcast, this woman is a saint. Not only does she put up with me full time, she puts up with 28 of your screaming children or most of her career. Um, so, uh, yeah, being in the classroom is very important. We're very pro teacher on this podcast. So pro pro teaching wizards, players how to dribble, any kind of teaching um, we, can, we can get away with here. Last thing I want to throw out from the show perspective. It's on Crackle. I didn't even know what Crackle was, but if you have a Crackle app, go for it. 
it's a docu-series called On Point. It's about the perspective of three AAU players in 2017. So it's a name basketball fans will know. Uh, Romeo Langford, who's now with the Spurs, who ultimately went to Indiana, is on there. Scotty Lewis, who played for Florida. Emmett Williams, who played for LSU. These guys were all like top 10-ish recruits. It's about their AAU experience, um, their recruitment situations, really interesting stuff. So if you like like the last chance you basketball, these are kind of the other end of the spectrum guys and, and kind of their similar trials and tribulations about just trying to find the right college fit and those things. So for the basketball junkie, I hadn't heard of it, but been really interesting and good so far, 10 episodes. So um, I would be my my TV plug for for the sports fans um, who are looking for something after the NBA finals ends off. All right, Kim, what'd you think? This is your first podcast. I think you did pretty good. You did better than me. I think people will probably respond to this pretty well. Thank you for letting me lessen the quality of your basketball analysis um, with my little jump-ins here and there, but uh, it was fun. And I'm sure you will be able to find someone much better next time, but you know where I live if you ever need me. That's true. The um, the the price was right in terms of, uh, I don't know if people know this, sometimes when you ask big time guests to be on your show. They ask you to pay them money. We do not do that on this show. So buying your wife dinner afterwards, I feel like is probably the furthest I'm willing to go for I getting I was going to say, I think my price tag was Chipotle breedable. Yeah, done. That's worth it anytime. And so for any future guests, um, that's as much as I'm willing to, to, to up the ante to the Chipotle burrito. <laughs> they might throw in a drink and chips, maybe some guac. Yeah. We're lucky. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how good they are. All right. As always, this was Believe in Wizards. Rate, review, subscribe. Like I mentioned, we got a couple of really nice reviews. I get like almost kind of misty eyed. Kim will confirm this. It, it means like a lot um, that one, anyone listens to the show period that isn't related to me. Um, my wife only listens to them while they're being recorded from one end of the That's podcast true. typically. So uh, this is the most she's listened to of, of one in, in quite some time. So mom and dad, maybe they're listening, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, that anyone listens to the show in the first place is, is extremely humbling. It just means a lot to me personally. I know uh, when Larry's more in the fold, it means a lot to him too, which again, we are hoping to get back to next season. So, so if you're looking for that, hold on tight, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can work out. Uh, but again, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate it. This was Believe in Wizards and we'll catch you later in the week here with some more draft content and stuff like that. Oh, and as always, we were presented by betonline.ag. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.